Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. As I had mentioned in last week's podcast, the inspiration for last week and this week's podcast came from our celebration during the Thanksgiving holiday. If you'll recall, my wife was teaching our daughters her Thanksgiving recipes as they were helping her to prepare our Thanksgiving dinner. And as I was observing the interaction between my wife and my daughters, it hit me there was a transfer taking place. What do I mean? Well, in track track terms, I used to run track. In track terms, there was a passing of the baton. In business and in organizations, and certainly in uh, governmental forms that are monarchies, it's called the line of succession. Well, in biblical terms, it's called passing the mantle. And I was literally watching the passing of the mantle within my own family. Well, let's go back and talk a little bit about what is a mantle. Merriam-Webster defines mantle as a loose sleeveless garment worn over clothing, or a synony- uh, another word for mantle in this regard would be a cloak. Um, it's something that covers or enfolds or envelops, right? And then in biblical terms, the mantle is a figurative cloak symbolizing preeminence or authority, Right. So the word mantle in Hebrew or the Hebrew word for mantle is adoret or adoreth, meaning cloak. And the root word of it, of adoret, is adar, which means glorious, splendid, marvelous and mighty. And so when we hear the phrase passing the mantle, what's the first thing we think of? You got it. We normally think of Elijah and Elisha in the book of 1 Kings and 2 Kings, right? So Elijah wore a cloak, or Elijah wore a mantle. And this cloak, or this adoret, again, the Hebrew term, this adoret was probably a wide fur wrap, and it was suitable for traveling on foot in the hot sun and sleeping outside in the cold desert nights. And it was a hairy robe, and it was very distinctive. And it was so distinctive that King Ahab recognized Elijah from its description alone, even before he saw his face, he saw his cloak, or he saw his mantle. And so by the time of the book of Zechariah, such a robe was very common and it was characteristic among prophets. So all of the prophets wore this certain type of robe or this certain type of cloak. And so we see um, many of us, if we don't know the, the story of it, we see Elijah's cloak as some sort of magical or mystical or supernatural object that is the source of his power. I want to be clear right here. The cloak is not powerful um, because it's the cloak in and of itself. The cloak was powerful or the cloak represented the prophetic anointing that was on the office of the prophet Elijah. And it wasn't anything magical or special or mystical about the cloak itself. Again, it was the anointing that was on Elijah that made it so special. And so then Elisha calls, Elisha's call gives us that, gives us that expression of 
quote unquote, taking up the mantle, which means to pass on an office from the mentor, who in this case was Elijah, to the student, who in this case was Elisha. And like in so many other stories in the Bible, Elisha hesitates at the call and is not a failure on his part of character. Uh, as much as it is, he was hesitant about taking on this call, given the enormity of the task. And let's just go back in uh, biblical history for a moment. He's in really good company, right? We remember Moses and Jeremiah. They complained of their inability to speak, right? Isaiah was hesitant to respond to the call because he said he was a man of unclean lips. And that was Isaiah 6 and 5 and Exodus for Moses, four, Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. And for Jeremiah, it was uh, Jeremiah chapter 1. One verse six. And then Samuel, the prophet Samuel, he hears the Lord, but he's not sure who he is. First Samuel chapter three, verses one through eight. And then let's look at Jonah. Jonah just simply runs away instead of going to uh, uh, Tarshish where he was supposed to. He gets on. He gets on a boat and he goes to Spain instead. So uh, I should say Nineveh, right? He was going to supposed to go to Nineveh and he goes to Tarshish instead, right? So unlike these men, though, Elisha, even though he was called by God and he was anointed by God and God called him by name in First Kings chapter 19, verses 16 through 20, he was actually called by his earthly predecessor, Elisha. And again, first Kings chapter 19, six through 16 through 20. And so all the other stories, God called them directly. But here, Elisha is called by God. Elisha, as it says, called by Elijah and not directly by God, like in the other examples that I just gave. But let's be clear. The mantle represents God's call on our lives. And so Elisha proves his devotion in Second Kings chapter two, uh, which forms the pivotal point for the entire Elijah Elisha narrative. Right. The two prophets reenact the exodus uh, of the Hebrews by crossing the Jordan River on dry ground. They go from city to city and Elisha presses on with his master, Elijah, unfazed by Elijah's repeated instructions to turn back. But Elisha refuses and he stays there with him the entire time. And this whole narrative alludes to that transfer of power from Moses to Joshua by retracing the actual route of the conquest in reverse. And so Elisha, the pupil, served Elijah, the teacher, for 40 years. So for 40 years, Elisha was under the tutelage of the prophet Elijah. And here's the key point. If you don't remember anything else from this podcast. So you remember, I just said that Elijah was the one who actually called Elisha, right? He actually physically placed the mantle, the cloak on Elisha. But here's the point. Ultimately, the office or the power of the office is not transferred when Elijah casts the mantle. But the office is transferred when Elisha picks up the mantle from the ground as Elijah is being whisked up into heaven by fire and chariots. You got to get that. The power or the transfer takes place when the mantle is picked up, not when it's placed on or not when it's pronounced, but actually when the transferee picks it up and says, yes, I'll take it. And I want to go back to the story of my daughters and my wife. If you'll recall, I mentioned last week that 
um, in my podcast last week that in 2019, my daughters were supposed to come over and they were supposed to help and to prepare the meal. And they didn't. They were no shows in 2019. They showed up to eat. They didn't show up for the preparation. But this year in 2020, it was a different story. They said that they would show up to help with the preparation, to help with the cooking and to help with all of that in terms of the meal. And they showed up as planned and they went to work. In 2020, they picked up their mantle. They did what they were supposed to do. Let's go back to my track analogy. In a relay race, right, there's this passing of the baton. You have the one runner or that that runner, the one leg of the race, and he has the baton. Or he or she then has to pass the baton to the runner of the other leg of the race. But here's the key in this. The baton is not successfully passed until it is firmly in the grasp of the one who is to be the receiver of the baton. And then he or she is off to do and to fulfill their assignment, to fulfill their part of the race. Right. And I began to think about this. Even in that, there is a certain passing zone. You can't pass the baton prior to being in the passing zone. And if you pass a baton outside of the passing zone, you're disqualified. So there's a set period of time in order for the baton to be passed. You can't pass it prematurely and then you can't pass it beyond that time that it's supposed to be passed. And so let's look at Elisha. So Elijah goes on to become a great student who surpasses his master. And if you'll recall, why is that? We know because scripture tells us that he asks for a double portion of Elijah's anointing in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. And indeed, he performs twice as many miracles. And the miracles of Elisha demonstrate God's control over all of nature. They can uh, demonstrate God's control over war, over food and the cycles of plenty and scarcity or of the cycles of of plenty and famine. They show God's power and his control over disease. And they even show God's power over the life of, uh, of birth and death, right? And so my question to you is, having seen this and having witnessed a, a bit of this, even within my own family, within my own household, my question to you, my question to those who are listening to this podcast is, have you picked up your mantle? Remember, The mantle represents God's call on your life. It's that God-given, God-breathed, God-ordained assignment that he has for you and only for you. However, remember, the power is not transferred until you pick it up. So there can be, yes, there can be an anointing on your life. There can be a call on your life. You know that there's an assignment on your life. But the question is, have you picked up the mantle? Have you picked up your God-breathed, God ordained, God-inspired assignment that he has for you. And the question for some of you might be, well, Elder, how do I pick it up? Tony, how do I pick it up? First and foremost, you pick it up by saying yes to the call. And then once you say yes to the call, you then go and do, you act on what God is calling you to do. And remember, The important thing here to remember is taking up this mantle, picking up the mantle is not about you. Others are waiting on you to step into your purpose. Their destinies are tied into you. Their destinies are tied into me. Fulfilling the God-given assignment, the God-given call that he's placed on our lives. How do we know? Let's just look. Moses' mantle being passed to Joshua allowed the children of Israel to enter into the promised land. You see, Moses couldn't couldn't lead them into the promised land. He could see it, but he couldn't lead them in. The mantle had to be passed to Joshua. 
Joshua in order to lead them into the promise that God had spoken to them. And so, again, destinies, fates, nations, ah, histories are tied into us fulfilling the mantle, picking up the mantle that God has for us. And it's never too early or it's never too late to pick up your mantle. What do I mean by that? Jeremiah was about 17 years old when he picked up his mantle to be the prophet of God. Elisha, if you'll recall, served and walked with Elijah for 44 zero years before picking up his mantle to go on to do great exploits in the name of the Lord. And my prayer for those of you who are listening is just the same as Elisha's ask or his prayer was of Elijah in Second Kings chapter 2, verse 9. I alluded to it earlier, and this is what it was. And so it was, and it reads from the New King James Version. And so it was when they had crossed over, talking about now they had crossed over the Jordan, right? Remember, they did the same route as Moses and Joshua, just in reverse. So when they had crossed over, that Elijah said to Elijah, quote, ask what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? End quote. And Elijah said, quote, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. End quote. And that is my prayer for you. Those of you who know that God has given you an assignment and you're hesitant, you're holding back, you're not moving forward in the things that God has called you to do. My prayer for you is that you would ask God to give a double portion of the anointing, a double portion of that which mantle that God has placed on your life and that you would pick it up and willingly now move forward in your assignment. And I pray that God would use you mightily to do great exploits, just like he did in Elisha's life. Elisha did twice as many miracles and twice as many signs and twice as many wonders as Elijah because of the double portion of the anointing that was placed on his life. So don't despise, don't hold back, but ah, relish it. Go for it for those of us who are older and in the latter years of our lives. Let's make sure that we're passing the mantle on to those who are coming behind us. For those of us who are young and just really getting going and just getting going in our careers and in our families and in those things that God is calling us to do. My prayer for you is that you would go and pick up the mantle that is being placed upon you. Pick up the mantle that is being left for you and that you would go on to do great exploits in Jesus name. And so remember, family, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.